All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Serious Angler podcast, powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. And it is back. Fantasy fishing. We are back with the good old crew with one new addition. Who looks like he's trying to rob me right now. He had his face mask on. Uh, we'll do some uh, quick group introductions here. Uh, we got quite the dynamic going on with the, the five square screen here. Justin and I, we got Justin Largen, host of Kayak Fishing Weekly, next to me. We got uh, top left corner, Mr. Adam Deacon from Business from the Bass Boat. Top right, we got Mr. Andy Full, the captain from Sears Angler. And you guys know these fellas if you uh, tuned into Fantasy Fishing last year. We got the bottom right from the Olds, Mr. Brennan Chapman. Uh, and that's it. That's all, that's all we got. <laughs> JK, yep, JK. I mean, we got uh, Mr. Alpha Angler Rods himself, Mr. Jake Boomer. We got the squad back together. What's going on, boys? Howdy, howdy. howdy. Well, Excited to be here. Quick before we get this show rolling in preview, and it's obviously, you know, first show of the year. I think we're all excited to get back because these ones uh, I think we enjoy the living heck out of. Uh, but obviously it's cool that we got Justin joining the group. We've added one this year, uh, and we're actually in it real, real fast. We're in an interesting setting right now. Justin and I are actually out in like 40 degree weather doing this outside. Yeah, so, but you got a heater. Everyone can see that. Yeah, a heater. Blowing. <laughs> they weren't supposed to know that. It's showing our dedication to doing this thing, all right? My face is still cold. <laughs> uh, we, we basically, uh, the place we're staying at, the Wi-Fi, for whatever reason, is bad inside, but it's good outside. So we kind of got this cool backdrop. Murray is literally, we're, we're on Lake Murray, and it's literally 20 feet behind the camera. I couldn't, like, post it up where the lake was in the backdrop, but nonetheless, we're making it work. It's all dedication for the show, but new season of the Elites is back, boys. Any... uh. I guess Deacon will go around the horn here quick before we start getting into everything. Uh, takes on the on the schedule and any any first thoughts going into event numero uno. Um, schedule wise, uh, I think it's fairly typical to me from an elite series schedule standpoint. Didn't seem like there was you know the opens was the big change up right with bass as far as going to the Midwest, uh, which I thought was really neat, <laughs> but. No, man, nothing, nothing too crazy. I think something that I'm intrigued to see, I guess, for this season is that uh, not not just Bassmaster, but I think there's been a lot of imagery and all this stuff with crazy technology going on these boats right now. And the Elite Series said, okay, open doors, you can throw whatever you want on these boats. So we're seeing five live scope transducers, all kinds of crazy graphs, all this stuff. I am interested to see who has potential breakdowns on the water with all this draw and all this crazy stuff that's maybe not going to get worked out with things. But anyways, I'm curious to see this technology that some of these guys are running. And maybe it's not really going to be showcased in the fishing as much as in practice and throwing live scope transducers to each side. But it's going to be an interesting year, I think, from that perspective. I feel like there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses in the offseason for uh, technology this year. See, if, if Bass Live wants to make some really good TV, they'll just throw an EMP out in the lake so guys can't <laughs> use any electronics anymore. Yep. <laughs> Blockers are coming, man. I'm telling you. Rick Lund just wins out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> Rick Lund becomes his trolling motor. <laughs> 
Well, let's keep going around the horn here and catch up with uh, Mr. Boomer. What uh, what you've been up to through the off season, and uh, what's your kind of preconceived notions going into 2024? Can't hear you. Classic way you to start yourself. off, Boomer. That is the I most can't old people on this show. Yeah. Weirdest yeah. thing to happen. <laughs> First show, and he's back. Yes. New yes. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. Somebody threw an ESP into my internet. It was me. <laughs> Hacked. <laughs> I'm still caught. I'm like seriously caught up in doing research because I feel like I've got preconceived notions, and I, sh- I don't think that'll be good this year. I think it's going to change a lot. I think it, there's a pretty tough rookie group. I think they're refined and tough rookie group. This is- I don't know what the take is with all the extra stuff, but I feel like there will be more drama this year. That's my Ooh. take on the coverage. I feel like they're going to try to defend the the open, the sonar stuff and all the arguments and, and the fact that their publications aren't very good or people are going to say it's boring to watch. So they're going to add drama to make it fun to mm-hmm. watch. That's what I think is going to happen. They're just going to hmm. pay. Hopefully like, they get in a little bit more. They'll be like, Hey, we're going to pay Lee Livesey a thousand dollars to just go up and just punch somebody in the face or in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lock wars. I think fighting the lock first. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need. We need a good old fashioned, uh, what is that Kissimmee Lake chain lock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that lock. I've been in that lock before. The brawl. Anyways. But yeah, I actually don't know what to think about this season. This is the first year that they had really like a nine and you had nine events to get in. They really cut down who's allowed in. They let in Lee back. I think it's gonna be a pretty tough crowd. And I think they're all fighting for uh, <clears throat> what I think is a dwindling sponsorship pool. So they're gonna be working hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a tough one. So, anyways, I mean, with that said, it might be exciting then because you see guys kind of. It's go gonna be good. Mile. Yeah. Uh, before we get to Brennan, we have quite the comment. It took five minutes to get Sarah Deacon mentioned in the comments. Uh, we have Brad here. It's actually a really good idea. Uh, I don't know if Deacon will like it, but it said there needs to be a Sheikin or Sarah Deacon trophy for whoever comes in last in fantasy. <laughs> yes, that is incredible. <laughs> I think it's great because uh, I have not ever come in last in fantasy. So, um, oh, okay, don't you ever come in last? Is this like a participation award? Is that what it is? Yeah. Now, Deacon's the guy that says he gets a top five in tournaments, but there's only five votes on a Tuesday nighter. The best, the best thing ever, you say. Another, another top 10 in our eight tournament field. I had a buddy I had a buddy once in an ABA. We got a phone call on the way home, and the guy's like, How many boats was there? And he said, Almost nine. Almost nine. <laughs> Just say eight. Just say eight. Awesome. Almost, Almost nine. nine. Bobby backed out last minute. It's only eight of us. I don't know about you guys. Maybe it'll take more brainstorming uh, after the show or think about it, but I think that's honestly hilarious. I don't know if you guys watch uh, the Kelsey podcast, but they just made a trophy that they give out now. It's called the Golden Baby, and it's actually like just a legitimate baby made of gold, and they're handing it out to people. I think just something like total like off the cuff that we can find would oh, be yeah. absolutely hilarious as the the, the Sheikin trophy forever comes in last. That would be good. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll do some brainstorming around that. But uh, Brandon, what's been going on with you, man? Any thoughts for for this season? 
Uh, yeah, this season, just uh, as far as bass goes, like just starting off anywhere other than Florida, I guess, is kind of a fret, uh, a breath of fresh air um, to me as a fan. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that kind of lends itself to the season and then ultimately AOI, because that's going to be a huge shakeup. Um, I think personally for AOI, just not starting in Florida um, and going to Florida, you know, after that initial pre-spawn window, at least. Um, I think that's going to be pretty cool. So we'll see. It shall be interesting. Yeah. And starting off at, a, at like big fish factories like this, like right off the bat, not that like St. John's and, you know, some of these Florida fisheries in the past hadn't been big fish places, but we're going to Texas. That's cool. I'm jacked. Yeah. Andy? I'd say it's kind of exciting that the first six derbies all have the potential to see giants be caught. And I'm, I was getting bored of watching them go to Florida every year at the start of the year. So Brennan stole my thunder on that one. But my bad, buddy. No, you're good. Toledo Bend will be interesting. I'm really excited to actually tune in this week. And I'm hoping to see different fishing styles than the one we all are accustomed to seeing the last couple of years. And this might be an event that that actually happens. So it'll be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then Florida, obviously, when they're probably getting close to post-spawn, is going to be way different for the average viewer who tunes in. So it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm intrigued, uh, especially with the one. Obviously, we obviously there's the electronics rave going on, but also I feel like big baits, glide baits have been becoming more and more popular every year. Especially, I mean, looking at who's been who's joining the elites this year. That's you know been blowing up on uh, YouTube with throwing big baits for giant bass in Texas on forward. Uh, I'll be interested to see if there's any of that going on this week. I think that would be sick just to see some some giant baits between Milliken, Zaldane, a few of those guys that have been uh, trying to learn them anyway. Um, that would be really intriguing. But uh, first year doing fantasy fishing, Justin, what do you think? I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm going to try not to win the trophy. The, the, what, what, the she can. Yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. It's, it's very, very lofty goal. Just don't be dead last. <laughs> don't be the she can. That's what we're calling it. Did, I win, the, did I win the Sheikin last year? You might have. I think so. You're, you're, the, you're the current Sheikin. Okay. Moving on. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, it's, we have a bunch of people in the comments right now, so appreciate that. A lot of uh, uh, people that are in the comments every single episode, but especially that thoroughly enjoyed fantasy fishing last year. Uh, before we get into... Uh, this event specifically, a uh, question here from Brad that said, uh, any way too early AOI picks, uh, how we're going to lay this all out for you guys, we're going to run through really fast, is for every year, the Monday leading up, uh, or the Monday of the, the week of the event, we're going to go live, uh, 8 p.m., so you guys can expect us every single Monday at 8 p.m. to have these shows the week of events. We're going to go through our fantasy fishing picks, uh, our drain the lake, uh, as well as in this episode specifically, we're going to give our who our predictions are for angler of the year and rookie of the year um, by the end of the season. So we're, we're calling them out now to see if any of us are right by the uh, the end of the year. So it's going to uh, tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun, but the rest of the year you can expect that going forward uh, on Mondays. Uh, and we'll incorporate some cool stuff. There's some new stuff we're adding to this um, going forward for these lakes too that you guys will see later in the episode. But um, 
guys, any uh, feel free to 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 talk freely here, but Toledo Ben, what do you guys think might be at play? What do you think is going to be the dominant pattern or winning pattern? Hmm. Well, Jerk baits and trees offshore. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna be jerk baits and trees. You're gonna see glide baits. You might see some guys crank in like that eight to twelve foot range. I don't know if there's any grass or not, but the fish could be starting to get in grass, shallow cypress trees could play. Like, I think you're gonna see a little bit of everything. <clears throat> Did they no, get the uh, warm up though that they needed? Do you think to get them up to get them thinking about it, or do you think it's warm enough yet? Well, I'm I'm glad you say that. Let me actually pull this up mm-hmm. here. For you That's kind of my fear is that Andy's right, is that like it's actually going to be warm enough that they're far enough along that like we're not considering uh, maybe some of us at least, and we'll get to this, aren't considering like a Brian Schmidt, like a grass expert, you know what I mean? Uh, a Greg Hackney, um, that it is far enough along. Maybe I'm uh, alluding to too much already, but... Yeah. So those bright yellows and those creek arms, that's like mid, like low to mid 60 degree temps on Omnia Premium Pro. So, or, yeah, we're showing you guys <clears throat> talked about it a bunch on, on this podcast, but uh, yeah, this is Premium Pro from Omnia. So, you're going to see a this is the uh, water temperature of the lake right now. So, you're seeing this is probably around the high 40s. Uh, Andy, I believe you looked at this before the show. I want to. It's like on. low fifties, low to mid fifties, low to uh, mid fifties. Yeah, and then back here was high fifties. So, yeah, so like where it starts turning yellow, where like in some of these creek arms, where it gets that real bright, almost white. That's like mid sixties. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing too to know is. Um, the, the temperatures on that map could be off a little bit too. But I think one thing to your point, though, I mean, looking at these, when they're getting in that yellow to orange, you can see some of these creeks are turning into an orange, orangish color in the back. That, to Brennan's point, that could make things get a little freaky. That's, a little that's looking a little hackney ish to me. I mean, you know, well, like, let's think back. I don't know if you guys tuned in at all to the uh, Sam Rayburn invitational event, but. Most of those guys were out scoping, right? Mm-hmm. But there was two guys in the top 10 that caught him on a trap and a chatterbait in the grass shallow, right? One of them was Nick LeBrun, mm-hmm. just a hammer at doing that. And so I, I'm not going to – like that is – in my opinion, that is going to happen in this event. But in my experience uh, in Texas, both on Toledo and Rayburn, I fished a, a couple of times through college and then – not only like what we've seen in the elite series these last couple of years, right? It's like, there's always a big group of females, like a freak group of free males to, that is together. It's in that. Th- yeah. The free males out there. We're talking to like, yeah, buddy. you know, 30 pound yeah. bag full of, on free of on females mm-hmm. that are out there still, in my opinion, on some piece of cover or something. And then that's like where those mega bags get cracked. So to me, like, I think that stuff will all play up shallow. I just don't see the winner being up on the bank, but I could see someone top 10 and doing it. <clears throat> yeah. What? Hey, what was the year? What time of year was it when Huff won back to back? Was that April? It was no, early, it was but it, that was early. That, that was a Toyota early. event, correct? Toyota and a college yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that was back. early, early. Cause he was like deep throwing a spoon. 
That was like when it Scotland. all started. I was in college, I think, when that happened. It was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling it. Up. was February, though, wasn't it? It was February about February 1st, 2020. Yeah. I think no, one thing cool, to note, cool, too, yeah. is the way that map laid out is yeah, the backs in the creeks, uh, and especially the northern end is getting warmer, but that main lake is still going to stay relatively colder, obviously. So they're they're not all going to rush up into the creeks or up to to get shallow. There's still going to be, I think, guys out there. What we I think the new term now is pinging a minnow. Yeah. Uh, I think you're definitely going to see that still this week because there's going to be some late waves that are still out there, either chasing bait, sitting in in saddles and uh, pinch points. Yep. I think so so if we were to break it down right now, like if if we were to guess as a group how what percentage of fish want to be up shallow, like under five foot, what is it right now? If we were to guess as a group. Um, what kind of fish are we talking five like fish? like like uh, exactly. top 10 fish enough top 10 fish right for like one guy 20 mm, I, mean, I think there's gonna be a ton of bucks up there i think you're gonna go and i agree i agree so we we think as a group that it's gonna be one offshore yes. like top yeah. 10 for sure most top 10s are gonna come from offshore yeah i think maybe we'll take sam rayburn yeah like eight out of ten i'd say two out of ten could make the top 10 fishing shallow and they have to get lucky and get a couple big bites every day. Which that are like there's going to be some random big ones that are that roll up there, but yeah. So I we got here's the weather forecast. All week it's been 70s with a 50s overnight, some high 50s, which definitely bodes well for fish that are trying to get up and do the nasty. Um, we got Thursday 78, uh, but you got some heavy southwest wind. Uh, 71, 73, 77 with the rest of the weekend not being too bad wind wise. Um, so it, it could be, I it, think, it's the water's I, think I think like there's, there's a lot of structure in the, in the lake right now too. So, um, some of that mid shallow stuff could play really, really well. I mean, and I think people are going to be able to move freely, right. A better mm-hmm. in the timber on that place than they have been. So it's a high pool right now, right? Like I, I've, I feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've saw, I, I saw a comment earlier, like high pool. Yeah, it's up. Oh, that is the best term. Let's go, Clint. <laughs> that is the. Oh man. <laughs> oh, this instead of thinking a minnow, Clint Bartlett here said, "Excuse me, the term is cricket tickling." <laughs> I hear love cricket it. Tickling. Let's do it. Let's let's get. I <laughs> I don't care what it is. Hover strolling is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like if somebody said oh, I was out hover strolling, I'd just leave the conversation. I'm like, whatever. We had to, I'm talking to bass fishermen here and I'd just leave and go find somebody else. You know what I mean? Like hover strolling, really? Cricket tickling or whatever is way better. I love that. It's hard to say that you I were being a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I got my 250 horse, 21 foot bass boat going 72 miles an hour and three inches of water. I'm a I'm a stud. Uh, but then when I was done, I went hover strolling. Like, really? Like, <laughs> That's right. And I played with Barbies. You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be like a moped reference coming here. <laughs> there's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> right, you guys have to agree with me. Whoever comes up with that kind of stuff, like somebody a couple years came up with drop swimming for throwing a drop shot out, drop swimming. And I couldn't even listen to him. I'm like, who comes up with this stuff? You know, like, anyways. Some turd. <laughs> It's probably right. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably Andy. It's a very chic and move of you. 
<laughs> Catch his fish. Sorry, I, I had I had to get off that off my chest. I apologize. That was God. That punishment. Rants are welcome. Yeah, boomer's gonna boomer. <laughs> I've been cooped up in the Northwest. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, Amen, buddy. I, I feel you, you, Boomer. I feel you. <laughs> we're we're all Northerners, right? Yeah. Besides Justin, yeah, yeah Justin's most definitely. most Southern-ish. He's Virginia. He's like, oh yeah, yeah you're Southern, buddy. You don't get it. Oh, you're Southern, he said. Yep, you're Southern. <laughs> you he's like, I'm the French. He's got a land, right? He he's Southern. Yep. Hey, this he's man is no bundled up on. in his blackfish gear, okay? Yeah. Doing this podcast outside, okay? Is he's he got shivering? Little... I'm cold. He's cold. It's because <laughs> he's from Virginia. He's not in the north. <laughs> Deacon's got a, or uh, Bailey's got a trucker hat on and his coat unzipped. And you got a stocking cap on. We could tell who's from the north. Right. <laughs> yeah, you had a mask on when we started, Justin. <laughs> there you go. Bro, I'm wearing wool right now. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Good. All right. Anything else before we dive into our picks? I'm trying to think if we're missing anything. I'm trying to knock the rust off of these fantasy fishing shows. <sighs> I think that's it, right? What, we what will be the craziest? I guess, you know, like a, the most replayed fish catch of, uh, of the event. Football. Frog. Damn. Frog. Hey, John. John Rayburn one time catching him on a frog like in February. Low 60s. Like if you get low 60s in the back of those creek arms, you can see poppers. You can see buzz baits going down. Like get out of here with poppers, Andy. Nobody wants yeah, your poppers. I'm just saying. Get out of here. I group A that has caught big ones on poppers in the pre-spawn. So, dude, Cal Lane was throwing a buzz bait on Rayburn. Like yeah, a week. That's what I want to see. You're skipping it like in bushes. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for that. Give me some live action with some buzz. What baits. about boat flipping? Uh, Nine and a half pounder in on a Hinkle Shad. See, that's where I think the replay. You know what I'm saying? Some, well, some or or, or interchange that with a uh, one ten, uh, junior. You know, plus one extra deep or a two point eight inch Kitek. You know, it could be it could be any of those. I feel like it could be a flipping beaver too. Like honestly, dude, yeah. that's I, what's I, crazy about this event. I feel like Toledo Bend is one of those places that you're going to see a replay with a treble hook in somebody's hand and getting it out too, because that's happened a few times there. So Dude, yeah, good, cranking, cranking is for sure going to play. I think this yeah. week. I think you're going to see some. Yeah, good you're probably right, man. Here's a better question: Do you guys think that the 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 product will change the coverage? Do you think there'll be some? I, I heard there's some good, like from a reliable source within Bass, that there's something coming. Yeah, I don't something know. What. Just Boomer, like you should showcase forward-facing sonar. What's that? To showcase forward-facing sonar. No, I think it. I think uh, you know, just to give a little bit different. I don't know. You know, there's so many complaints about. Well, you know, it's hard to watch. Whatever the MLF, the first event on MLF got a lot of negative press because they were all scoping. A lot of them were, but Look, I just think we'll the bass to. will step it up. I think I don't so. Know how I think the fact yeah. that they toned down their coverage was also a problem. Like they didn't cover the first two days. I think a lot of people were upset about that. They wanted to tune in and see, and they, it wasn't there. Yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. We did a show on business from the bass boat two weeks ago. Bailey, Andy, and I uh, talked about this exact thing. 
boomer and and it was it i agree i think it's in in a lot of senses it's it's hard to watch some of that stuff um just because you can't see the decision making that's going on that's why i watch it is more on the education side so i think stuff's going to change for the better and that's i think bass has always done a good job of being on the kind of the front side of, of trying to do some of that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to see what the coverage looks like in this event because it wouldn't have mattered in my opinion uh, if this was before live fishing, like five, six, seven, or whenever we started live fishing years ago, like when the show was broken into an hour or two hour episode, like you can get that excitement and that content around those big fish catches. It wouldn't have mattered if they were out there scoping to some extent, in my opinion. But now that we sit there and watch it all day, it gets hard mundane, you know, watching somebody do the same thing and you can't really see the background change and all that, you know? Right. There was. Well, let me give you guys this last piece. There was one comment made. I won't mention any names, but each league has made an agreement with a particular brand of forward imaging. And so I'm, I'll be interested to see if they kind of break that, you know, who pays the most and you see, cause a lot of people do like to watch the forward imaging if they can actually see the screen and see what the guy's doing, but you'll see it's generally brand specific. I'm interested to see if maybe Bass just said, I don't want to sign any of those you know, agreements that don't allow me to show all three brands. So something more closer along the lines of like an NPFL product. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they, they allow all three, don't they? Yeah. But last yeah. year it was Lawrence for MLF and I think it was Humminbird for Bass. Yeah. They they were, I, I don't believe NPFL oh, last year was exclusive to any brand for their right. imaging for forward facing sonar. And then Clint came yeah. in here yeah, and exactly. said that the opens, they were, already showing Garmin on FS1 for the Open. So Bass will be probably having at least Humminbird and Garmin. Oh, yeah. I think if they were smart, they wouldn't have one, like stick to one technology that they'll show and won't show the others. I I think think it's going to be open. Yeah. 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 For the sake of the viewer and as well as their product that they're making, I feel like they'll be smarter to stay universal in that we're like, we're going to show all of it. I feel like the brands wouldn't argue either i feel like unless you're garmin obviously just because you're the monster when it comes to the forward-facing tech but i don't i feel like even the brands could see that mm-hmm. yeah yeah you, you a- can't follow along as the viewer and and like appreciate the full thing um for those guys <laughs> that aren't what were hummingbird <laughs> last year right like you couldn't understand what was going on under the water for them I just saw that. <laughs> that would be that would be something. How much do you pay him, Tom? <laughs> what are you gonna pay him in? <laughs> what would you? Pay? Bitcoin. We pay him a Bitcoin. It reminds me of just like the the cliche hey, old guy yelling at a kid, "Get off my lawn!" Like that's kind of what it would sound like. <laughs> Get off the grass. From one of his videos, and then play that. Like somebody, somebody catches a fish off live scope, and they just they they hit the button. Yeah, like a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny. Oh man. Well, let me let me ask you guys this before we start talking about our picks here: is if you had to bet two to three guys you think will be on live the very first day of the season, oh. what names would you think? Ben Milliken for sure, number one. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you're probably gonna get like Jordan Lee. Jordan Lee, yeah, Jordan Jordan maybe like John Garrett, another rookie in there. Um, mm. You're gonna have another yeah. high character guy. Keith Jones, like a, Matt Robertson, I could see. Matt Keith Robertson, Jones for sure, local guy. Wendell, maybe. 
Like reserve two or three for whoever's catching them good in practice and they get that hinkling from. Yeah. So kick two or three out just for that reason. Mm -hmm. Patty Walters is probably another high choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think without a doubt, I would bet a high dollar of money that. Oh, and Welcher because he was AOI. For sure. Welcher for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It'd be interesting though. Those are always kind of fun to like. You can notice the pattern of who's going to end up on live next. Are we? Are, do, do we have prop bets now? Is that what we're doing? Dude, Dude I wish there was sports betting and fishing. He, I had a conversation. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend. Uh, this an hour before the show, we talked about that. Like, we got to come up with a way to make this model work for prop bets because there's way too many of us degenerates watching bass fishing that would just <laughs> take off with this stuff. And you nobody... nailed it with degenerates because like what a worse sport to bet on than <laughs> Oh yeah. Every angler, the odds is like minus like 500 at, at a minimum. No, it'd be plus 500. Sorry. For, yeah. sure. Dude, yeah. for the opens, you know how funny it would be though? You just have the, the, the wild card of Pete Glusick falling in like for every open he's fishing. <laughs> like if you, you could have so thousand, much yeah, bet on so mechanical breakdown ratio. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many times Matt Robertson fishes in his underpants? Like, you could have so many, so many. Good never again. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to Mercer's podcast. It's actually it's really really good, and especially the episode with Maddie Robertson where they're talking about how. Uh, he got fined for fishing in his underwear on Oahu, and then now the uh, the underwear is the sponsor of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, so he's like, holler at your boy. There's like, there's no way that uh, the Andersons didn't pitch this to Jockey or whatever, and didn't show them Matt Robertson fishing in his underwear. <laughs> oh my cold. gosh! So Dude, maybe got maybe a, now got a deal from Jockey, freaking underwear like that would be the most iconic deal in bass fishing history Dude, would it not underwear jersey man he just pulls up to weigh in the classic and it's just jockey underwear yep <laughs> with autumn on the butt and just jockey whitey tidy <laughs> yeah with, with autumn on the butt cheeks yeah <laughs> you're, you're golden yep. <laughs> hey has anyone bass fanatic here says the mlf team series is way more entertaining in my opinion has anyone watched any of that i've i haven't seen any of it i don't know where you can watch it i mean it'd be is cool it like to on watch tv, TV probably probably like I, on TV once, once I thought it was discovery months. or something like that okay yeah. I, I mean i just like to tune in to see what it is about but i have not seen it at all it's cool i mean you have like a it's like three guys and they're all like mic'd up so they can hear each other so they can go break down water together like talk um but i think it's like only available on discovery channel or something like that like I wish this is like something that makes for great Outdoor on network. YouTube or Outdoor Network. Yeah, so you're My really limiting yourself to who's going to watch that. I still think total sidebar, but I think MLF dropped the ball big time on not live streaming their cup events, like the yeah. well, like the ones where they take 20 yeah, guys, yeah. put them in a location that they don't know where they're at. Those were some of the best TV that I've watched. I think that was the better model. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into our picks for the. Bassmaster event on Toledo Bend. Let me share a screen and get my buckets up here. Can you guys see those all right? Hey, Bailey, don't forget to add your picks in. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for folks who were around last year, Andy says that I actually do appreciate him saying that because uh, I literally forgot to add my picks. 
last year for the first event. And I think you should put a penalty on it this year. If you do forget to add them, that yes. doesn't count. <laughs> yes. The guys were gracious enough to let that slide being that my picks were recorded on uh, the live podcast here. So I wasn't, wouldn't cheat afterwards if I added them, but it was, yeah. Appreciate it. Fellas. It happens. Yeah. All right. So uh, we should kick it off. Uh, we're going to go through bucket E to A. Uh, I guess it would be more fitting to lead with our uh, our our winner from last year. Oh, Mr. that's cheating! Boomer. No, it ain't cheating. Come on now, that's cheating. You're not a rookie anymore. You, you got to yeah. yeah. We, come on, yeah. Boomer. Reveal the Deacon's just gonna copy all my picks every time. It lasted 32 minutes before he picked on Deacon. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. No, that's it's, not picking up. On how many times Boomer says that I copy his picks because it's gonna be four an episode. I promise. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go bottom to top, right? With the way the the videos right. are laid out here. Oh, man. <laughs> we should do it. What is it? what sport is it when it's like a cornhole? Like if you lose the round, you don't. You have to. You're. You don't have to start the next round. So like the loser doesn't have to start the next time we do. You know what I mean? So then if you are really stinking at this, you can copy Deacon's picks. You know what I mean? Don't right. you dare yeah. disrespect yeah. cornhole. Don't you dare <laughs> the Iowa, Iowa man. I am from Iowa, dude. That is no. I wasn't. I was saying I, I like know, the man. rules. All right, all right. I, I like the rules. I like, <laughs> I will, like way of we're fine. We're fine. We're fine, Boomer. Oh, that's the, the second form of income in Iowa is professional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's side hustle, buddy. You get ten ninety nine your cornhole winnings. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like have you guys actually watched professional cornhole? Dude, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's hell. Yes. Dude, it's it's like, <clears throat> they literally bring in like uh celebrities and athletes too for like celeb games. They brought in NFL players to play professional cornhole, and it's some of the most amazing content I've ever watched. Those like throws, they just allowed? drain. They drain buckets like every throw. It's insane. They drain buckets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I don't. It All right. Before we go down, because it's cooler than the NBA. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right. Before we get too sidetracked here with cornhole. Uh, Boomer, who do you have for bucket E? Davis Jr. It's right. it's. I don't like the pick because it's the it's one of the biggest ones, but I I like uh, he's on kind of on a roll. So after All the right. national championship or he won national championship, I think he's kind of he's shown himself more versatile, and I just couldn't find anybody else in here except for maybe Sukup that I thought would be. This was a. I thought E was tougher than it usually is. E was tough. Well, we'll get to it. But I, C was definitely in my mind the toughest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Brennan, what you got? You know what? I went Suk up, and uh, my only other pick here. I, I had two. I had Wesley Gore, um, and I had uh, Will Davis Jr. And I feel like I had heard through a birdie that. Will Davis Jr. was an accident, and he shouldn't have been in bucket E. I feel like I heard that through the grapevine. Um, you mean the comment? That- <laughs> so I didn't take him. I, I thought about it, and instead I went John Sokup. I could just see this being a shallow water event, and he's also at the same time, like I feel like he's known for being a live scope guru, but he's also a shallow water savant. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like you can't go wrong with John Soka up here. 
I dig it. All right. And he's an Oki. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, Brendan. So that's a good pick. I'm assuming we're going bottom to top. That's why I jumped yes. in. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I went Sue Cup as well. I I thought about going with the hometown kid, Kyle Patrick, but the tournament he had at Toledo last year was a little bit later. And I heard about the pattern he was on. I just don't know if that pattern has started yet for him. So that's why I went John Sue Cup. I just think. He can fish shallow, like Brennan said, and scope them out deep. And a jerkbait is probably going to play pretty big. So, yeah. I can see it. I also like how the comments that I pull up here blocks Boomer's face. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> All right, Boomer. <laughs> My wife is probably be like, "Yeah, what? Should, how did you do that? <laughs> is there a way you could do that in person?" Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, All right. Well, being on the train here, I don't have anything to add on top of that because I took John Sukup as well. So I, don't, I there's nothing I can say that hasn't been. <laughs> do you have Sukup as well? I, I do. All right. Oh, the only, only thing I can say is I, I thought he had a really tough year, like uncharacteristically mm-hmm. tough year last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I see him bouncing back this year. Yeah. What does he have? Like, a, did he start a new business or he? Yeah. Saving more outdoors, baby. Yeah. What is we got to Deacon, we got to figure out what that is. Get him on a business from the bass boat or something. Yeah, that'd be a good one. We've had him on a couple of times before all this, so mm-hmm. that would be good. Yeah, it's right, a cool people. company. He's he's got a, a kind of a tackle reseller, but he's also developing some of his own stuff. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I, I think his nickname this year should be Man on Fire. Man on like, Fire. He's not Is Denzel like- Washington, but he's there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a good movie. That's <laughs> great a, movie. Denzel is the, my favorite actor of all times. But yeah, he's like. I think he's going to be mad at him this year. <laughs> mad at other people too, but mad, you know. He might be one of the top people I'd pick for the last person I want to piss off. On yeah. the series. He's yeah. a giant man. You see oh, I think there's a couple people on that list for me. One of them would probably be like a like a hackney man. Could you imagine an upset <laughs> hackney? Like I would be like I've just heard some stories of people going into creeks and places that you know some defensive situations and i was like yeah that doesn't sound very fun like i'll stand my ground but like that's not going to be fun i would be right. nervous in that situation <laughs> like he just gives you the eye you're like yep, no it's all your men <laughs> you got this peg from here to here okay you take it i'm gonna i'm gonna back out just remember he did shout one time that godzilla ain't got nothing on me exactly. so <laughs> best best fish catch in history i'll argue oh, with anybody yeah that is, that is iconic yeah that is so iconic. Is that on this fishery too? No, it was on Dardanelle, no, I believe. Dardanelle, no, no, which no. that was a freak of a fish on Dardanelle. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Dardanelle does not have giants like that. <laughs> Love it. Deacon, um, what do you got? Man, I'm I'm not copying any picks here. I've had Soka Bin. Uh, oh, oh, my God. And, and here's, my, here's my reason. Well, A, he's going in on the train here. He's he's going to get mad. At, he's, he's mad, right? He had a, a bad year last year. And then the other thing is I fished against him in a Bass Nation event on Toledo in the fall. I don't know. This was probably three or four years ago. Maybe more than that. Probably four or five years ago. And he was out scoping five-pounders in the middle of the lake uh, before any of this was popular. And they were like five feet below the surface with a jerkbait in the fall. And um, I just remember being like, what is that guy doing? Like I could, I was like, what is he doing out there? Like now it's like, oh, okay. 
it's like what an idiot he comes back yeah. away and you're like oh i was the idiot <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so anyways i that's yeah, yeah i'm surprised everyone kind of had that i i figured there would be maybe some different some other rookies involved in that e, e uh category i feel like all of us know that john shouldn't have probably had the finish that he had to end the season last year you know what i mean right like he's he's a better angler than that for sure and like the dude's a guru up shallow just as much as he is offshore with live scope so yeah i don't know i i frankly i'm a little surprised to see him that low percent owned but i get it too yeah there's a lot of people in the comments as well that you know we're just getting some other options here people going with wesley gore because he top 10 or it was 11th or something at the open last year a lot of people commenting that he's gonna do really well I'd say one, two to keep your eye on that was a hammer. had a lot of life negatives happen to him last year. It's KJ Queen, uh, and that kid is a freaking stick, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to forward facing too. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him bounce back big time this year. Now he's got life back on track. But let's see. Any other things on E? We're good. Yeah, I got to throw this out there. So uh, – Overwhelmingly, you guys chose Sookup, right? Yes. We know he's a good angler. We know he had a bad year. Yes. But why do we all feel like we should get on his bandwagon this year? Like, you don't know if anything's changed in his life other than he's got a different sponsor across the board. Don't forget that his social media presence has gone through the roof. So we're associating his newfound, he's gonna he's mad at him from the fact that he's, like, really gotten on the, the outspoken social media bandwagon. And you don't have that with a lot of these other guys because we weren't following these guys before. It's That was the thing that kind of held me up is like, I mean, it's kind of like you're shouting at the top of your lungs. You guys have seen that. Like he's publishing all of his posts, 700,000 impressions, whatever, a month or whatever. But is Wesley Gore the same kind of guy or is he just grinding on the water? That's the thing that bothers me about the, how social, social media is defined – uh, our angler base so much you know what i mean it's really hard to do research outside of no i know that john is fired up you know i talk to him all the time but so yeah I, makes I me wonder because jake boomer said he's the man on fire <laughs> yeah but you know what i'm saying why do we think he's on fire he had a well, bad I year he knows he'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll yeah, yeah i just know he's better than and he, and he had a good tournament did. on the mpfl right like yeah he did tournament he yeah. fished this year he's He's got that groove going, so when you're hot, you're hot. You got to roll with it, I guess. Yeah, hot, stay hot too. So, how do you find the guy that doesn't say how mad he is on social media? That's in this group. You know what I mean? That's what I was like. How would you know if Wesley Gore is just—he's just not a social guy, but he's—you know—he's he's living rookie, in, the, right? in a van. Yeah, we don't know anything lunch. about him. It's well, tough. Yeah. You got to just send a DM to everybody on the elites and say, "Are you mad at him?" Yeah, yeah. just yep. a simple question. I find out. Yeah. I, I actually I texted Brian Smith earlier and I said, "Hey, go check on Wesley Gore. Is he the real deal? Because I could change my pick now." But Brian's sleeping at like an off ramp somewhere. He's he's he doesn't even stay in the campgrounds with these guys. I love it. I just love that. That's my favorite part about it. It's true story. Like last year at St. Lawrence, he stayed at a rest stop for like the first part of practice. If you haven't slept in the back of your truck at a boat ramp, do you even tournament fish? Did, did he wait to get a hotel or something until they figure out he was on him? Like he knew he was getting a check and he's like, no, I'm getting a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think his roommates weren't there yet or something. He's right, just fair. Either, way, either way, the story would have been awesome, but yeah. 
He starts his barbecue and throws two hot dogs on it when he goes to get the truck to pull the boat out. <laughs> then when he pulls the boat out, he eats two hot dogs on his way to the rest stop. Oh, yeah. Like, he's pure bass fishing. That's cool. Anyways, Love that. Sorry. I, yeah. You are going to ask right. him? Yeah, how do you charge your batteries at the rest stop, I wonder? You got to uh, find a rest stop trailer. <laughs> it's got a little, uh, uh, one of the Harbor Freight generators. Nice. There you go. Genius. Yeah. All right. Bucket D. Boomer. Man, I kind of don't like my picks. I picked Combs. I'm like, <laughs> mailed it in. Ouch. Confidence. I know. I'm out here like talking about how, how do you really know if a guy's really on fire? And then I <laughs> took the like, <laughs> The guy who's had like the most down seasons out of like anyone's career in the last like, four or five years. Didn't he did good in an ML or a Toyota though last year on Rayburn, didn't he? I have. Yeah, no I mean, I think Keith on Rayburn is like a lock for top five. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think you're, I mean, just fine. I've also picked that same person. So yeah, Timber <laughs> in the water, Keith Combs. With <laughs> you're screwed, Boomer. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Boomer, we're going to have the same freaking thing. <laughs> uh, you didn't pick Sukup though, right, Boomer? No. I didn't know. I took Davis okay. Jr. He's a good uh, pick, change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, who you got? I went Logan Latuso. He's got a third in 2019 and in the open here. He's a Louisiana boy, obviously. Um, I don't think it's always a huge, huge advantage, but I always think to a degree it's an advantage going into an event like having a pretty good vibe for like just what fish overall are doing outside of practice, like understanding the full trend going into it, not just a couple days. Right. Like I feel like that's always kind of an advantage. Um, I also feel like he's highly underrated last year was his rookie season. He kind of busted out at Okeechobee did really well. Maybe he does the same thing here. So I'm going Logan Latuso. I dig it. Yeah, bud. Capitan. All right. Well, I'm going off the beaten track here, and I'm going to go with a guy who also had an uncharacteristically bad year last year. I'm going with David Mullins. Like, mm-hmm. he had a really rough season last year, and like, and uh, good cranker. I think it sets up well for him. He's probably going to throw crankbait the entire tournament, I'm assuming, and he's probably going to catch him decently, and I'm hoping for a good finish from him. <laughs> We got a comment from Jake Squad saying I'm going fouts. He's angry eight people. He's Love, it. Love it. Man on fire. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I wish I, I understand bass has to be especially and it's just like they have to be professional. But yeah. I wish that like when the, the event is going on, they can say things. Like I mean, they could they could like just pick little things like that. Like I would just it would make it so fun and entertaining for people who are paying attention to the social media side. Yeah. Dude, if if Bass did it like Barstool Rough and Rowdy, do you know how many people would tune into that? Have you guys not watched Rough and Rowdy? No, I mean, I've seen like tips There's no censorship whatsoever, and it is just like letting all the contestants have it. Like it's it would be oh, man. hilarious. But I totally get it, professionals. You know, top trails got to be top. All right. Uh, what do you got, Justin? When Caleb Sumrall. Yeah. I, if I remember, or at least I researched it, and I thought he was a guide down there at one point. Huh. And, uh, maybe, maybe I got bad intel, but uh, 
thought he was a guide. So it's like, I'm, I'm going with the guide. Yeah. I mean, percent too. That's some pretty I, good. Deal. I, I have kind of an interesting point to bring up. Like, uh, at, you know, Andrew Bailey, you guys are from New York, right? Like you guys have like a lake in your state where like state, right? For your tournaments or just kind of like centrally hosted mm-hmm. and it might alternate, but like in Louisiana, I'd imagine Toledo Bend is like a, a event or place where in the state of Louisiana, a lot of tournaments are hosted, right? Like big tournaments. So like to a lot of these these louisiana guys is toledo bend almost a home lake do you think oh i'm sure there's not not much more that they can fish right correct right like you would think you know manly louisiana or toledo bend like that's a lake that they're hitting frequently like every serious bass fisherman in louisiana has spent multiple days if not a month or more on toledo bend right that's an amazing point yeah yeah so something to take into consideration yeah uh my pick for this one um really just going down this i had a hard time with bucket d um i was actually kind of debating mullins a little bit like andy picked um but just kind of way this is setting up and with the forward facing big baits things like that he's high percentage in this one uh i'm going with chris saldane Mm. i just think we're going to see some forward facing with him and a big bait on Toledo, him being alive. yeah, he's finally got it. I don't. I mean, I could see him being a top twenty in this one. I could see him having a giant bag on one day, and then them getting off the big bait one day, and he's forcing it, kind of in typical Chris Aldane Lake Fork fashion. Um, but I could see it happen this year. He definitely seems. Somebody said it. Where is it here? Uh, Fishing with Bam said Zaldane has a little kick in his step this year, and I've been consuming a bunch of his content over the winter, and it definitely does seem that way. Like there's something different going on uh, mentally and i don't know that that could either be bad or that could be for the better end so we'll see event number one jig squad said intel confirmed summerall traces his both love and initial in between bassmaster events he works as a guide at toledo bend and big sam so there you go well done sir yes good good job all right deke uh i i went with uh, Keith Combs as well as well. So, uh, I mean, to me, dude, like typical Keith Combs guys, a hammer in Texas, especially in East Texas. And I think guys cranking for, for big ones will certainly play. And he is one of the best at it. I'm with it. Yep. He had a win last year though, right? I think a Toyota series, right? Yeah, I think it was a Toyota series. Or, or an Open. Did he win an Open? I think that was two years ago. Okay. He definitely had a, a substantial win last year that was not an elite for sure, but he, he won something last year, I feel like. I think he was in the Classic last year because of the Open two years ago, I want to say. I could be totally wrong on that. Okay. No, I think you're right. You, hey, can I make a comment? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Hey, did you guys make fun of me when I left? No. I know you did. You left. Listen, I. <laughs> good. <laughs> I was gonna say I got I, like I had this defense all built up for when I got made fun of, but I'm the oldest guy here. I mean, older you get, bladder control's an issue, right? I gotta be That's older than true. you guys by like 20 years. Hey, when you gotta okay. go, you gotta go. When you gotta go. All right, here's Come the on, comment. Big boy, go party. 
<laughs> How come nobody picks all day? I just did. Bailey <laughs> literally <laughs> just did. Old man needs to listen to. not have. Freaking old yeah. people. I swear you guys have me on this place for the entertainment value. Old, old guy. I want to know how old. Is that? How old are 47. you? 47. What? 47. 27? Ah, Put him back on the you got me by 14 now. years. You're not 20 years older than me, Boomer. Wow. Andy, you yeah, forty-seven. Yeah. Younger than you. You do not look forty-seven, Boomer. Yeah, I would have said no. you were thirty-seven. Dude. Wait, put him back on the big screen. Let's see if he looks forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Boomer, come on, buddy. <laughs> I would have not even I said. I'd say maybe like forty. Yeah. Listen, if you heard the noises I made getting out of bed in the morning, you'd say fifty-seven. Like, I don't think you need to share. I think that's just a fisherman's anyway. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's all of us. Let's be honest. <laughs> Lots of gas. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. One Lots side of, of our body is like, old than the other because yeah. of the trolling motor. Turn me old. Oh. Yeah, you know, I walk to the right a lot. You know, yeah. just kind of in a circle because my left leg shot from running. We all have motor. scoliosis because of forward-facing <laughs> sonar. <laughs> These are Have just you guys seen those things. memes of angler like uh, evolution, where it just becomes like this giraffe neck thing? That just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's- I, somebody's gonna have to talk to that new. Is it Drew Gill? That dude's a hammer, but man, his body's not gonna hold up if he leans over the graphs like that. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, he's like, I'm like, somebody get that dude a bigger graph because by thirty, <laughs> he's not gonna be able to walk. <laughs> Yeah. Dude's a stick. The dude is that a dude stick. That dude is a stuff. hammer. Like hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, super funny. cool. His interviews are so good. Like that kid's mm-hmm. good for the sport. Oh yeah. Agreed. Very confident. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Welcome to Fantasy Fishing, where it's tangent upon tangents. Um, <laughs> I think this is the hardest bucket, personally. I spent so much time everybody. thinking about this one. Uh Boomer. I won't lie. I made my pick in this bucket in about 10 seconds. I actually did. Well, too. aren't you cool, Andy? <laughs> and I started thinking about it. So who was wow, it? Wow, Andy. Who, oh, who, I, I'll say who I took first. I took Trey Not, McKinney. Thank you. Whoa, so, oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. Now, guys, I'll take McKinney. You're copying me, okay? Yeah, I just love how no one else cares that if to go first. But Boomer's like, they're going to copy me. I can't go first. <laughs> no one you cares know, about your pick, Boomer. I promise you, no one oh cares. Oh my about God, that's awesome! I egged him on too. I totally egged him on. <laughs> now you got to change your pick, don't you, Boomer? Because you don't. I know. Damn it! <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll find out who has the better reason for why they took Trey McKinney. Oh, because he took second there last year in the Open. Yeah, and anything offshore, he fished, what, nine Bassmaster events ever and basically was in the top 50 in all nine of them. Three top tens, all on forward-facing events. The guy's going to catch him. Yeah, <laughs> Boomer's I like, that's the exact hard. same reason why I The problem is, is that my reason sucks compared to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just yeah. pick – there's always – the first two events, there's always – almost half the rookie field is on fire. You guys ever notice that? Mm-hmm. They're all making top tens. They're all having this amazing year. Uh, so I picked him because I feel like he's going to be the guy that's going to be on fire. I don't know how long he'll carry it. I think he's a hammer. But I picked him because I wanted one rookie in my group. I didn't one realize he was a rookie. Yeah. 
That's insane. He's he's from where? Illinois. And he's a baby. He's what, like yeah. nineteen yeah. or twenty years Dude, he's old? He's nineteen. He was eighteen during the opens. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, total sidebar. But there's a kid in the classic that qualified as seventeen. No way. No That's way. He'll be Good eighteen for, for the classic. It'll be the youngest in college. Ever or what was he doing? Uh, he won the the team championship. Dude, how have we not heard of that? Like, I feel like we all pay close enough attention. Like, that's mm-hmm. the first time I've heard that of that. Be a, so yeah. they talked about it. Uh, Youngest on social qualification ever? Yeah, yeah look, so I don't know if Bass even – I, I want to say Bass talked about it. Uh, when I saw him, how young he was, I actually called up Ken Duke and I asked about it. And Ken Duke said officially that he's, like, he's the youngest that will ever fish the Classic. How is that not, like, the biggest story going into the Classic? Or, like, that right be, now? Like, how are yeah. we not hearing of that? Maybe because it'll start some more craziness because his Instagram username is literally Scope Goat. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, let's go. That's probably why they're hiding awesome. it. They're like, oh, we can't bring this guy. <laughs> his name is literally Scope Goat. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, have, you guys, have you guys ever fished the team classic team championship before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I have I have a couple times and um my my take on it was most of the elite anglers don't like that qualification being allowed in. Oh, that's a fact. They definitely don't. Yeah. yeah. And I think they keep it under wraps. It doesn't get very much coverage. And I, and I wonder if that's some of that reason, like they don't feel like that group of guys should have a shot at the classic. I, that's, I, I feel like that's not December. the only one either. My, my take is, is yeah. because it's in December always. It's like end of the year. No one really is watching it. Like that's my take on why it's not talked about very much. Yeah, I, mean, I that's, hope that's uh, what it is. But. That's the last way to really, you know, grassroots qualify. No, what right? do you mean? I mean, because no, like, in our in our eyes, the tournament season is over, right? Like we're done, kind of paying attention to who qualified, right? Right. So I guess. Well, the, I mean, but it's a team, right? Like that dude. What I got, what I heard from it is that guy could his his buddy could have carried him all the way to the top three or whatever, and then they separate. And he caught a couple big fish. And those guys didn't like the fact that my take on it was is that somebody else could have got you far enough in. It wasn't you doing all the work yeah. start to finish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the same with college, right? Yeah. Like it's the yeah, same it's with true. college fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Well, not to go down a whole nother rabbit hole here. Let's move on to fucking uh, see. Brennan, who you got? Bucket C. You know what? I had to. I, I was kind of torn. Like this could be the battle of forward facing sonar off in like 10 plus feet of water and, and suspended timber or whatever, or this could be shallow grass or who knows what, like, hey, don't um, forget about but I feel like there's mode. What's that? I'm sorry. Don't forget about perspective mode. That's the new rage that everyone's talking about. Fans. That's what all the kids like to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But I felt like in the event that this was further along progress than maybe we're giving it credit for and that that there's more fish up shallow than we're giving it credit for right now, then you better have a shallow water pre-spawn guru. And in bucket C, there is no better one than Steve Kennedy. I had Ooh. to Steve Kennedy. Had to. Could totally burn me, but the dude could top five easily, I think. I like that. Our first Steve Kennedy appearance of the year. I like mm-hmm. it. I want Steve Kennedy to win. Bad. Oh, oh yeah. man. 
I know no Steve Kennedy will have a great tournament, but if Bailey or I were to take Steve Kennedy, he'd finish in like 90th plus. Dude, the guy shows up though in like every big, big fish pre-spawn yeah. event. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, he is the most fun to watch on live out there. He just gets so yeah. giddy. Like he's just oh, it's so good. <laughs> and the dude loves giant glide baits. I don't know. Like if you follow along closely with his Instagram, because like he doesn't have like a massive following, right? Because he's Steve Kennedy. Like if you follow along with Steve Kennedy's social, you know he's a glide bait freak. The dude geeks out over custom glide baits. Like if that is that style of bite, and it will exist. I'm not sure if it'll win, but it'll be available. The dude's gonna be doing it. You know he will. If he'll crash and burn by it, just like throwing a white jig where everyone else is throwing black and green pumpkin. Sorry, Brendan. Jim Johnson picked Kennedy. <laughs> oh, Jim is back. He's back. <laughs> Go, Jim. So, Justin, uh, to bring you up to speed, Jim Johnson, every time he apparently he has the worst fantasy lineups ever, every single time. Like, they always don't do well <laughs> when he picks them. Gotcha. So, if your picks line up with with Jim Johnson, Problem. just no, yeah, you probably should switch. Oh, okay. Never mind. I guess I don't <laughs> right like away. Right away. <laughs> well, Jim, sorry, sorry, buddy. I guess we're screwed. <laughs> but the funny part is he like openly embraces it. He'll get right in the chat and be like, Oh, yep, we're going down together. I got a feeling me and Jim are just fine on Steve. We're we're fine. We're gonna do it. I love it. All right, Justin, what do you got, man? I went with uh Scott Martin on this one. I, I'm thinking hot hand momentum's real, and uh, he just had what the biggest beat down ever in a Bassmaster tournament, won by over 20 pounds on uh, on the big O. So biggest open victory, I believe, biggest or heaviest weight in an open or something like that. I think it was biggest margin of victory too. Really? Yeah. God, it was that was insane. It was a beat down. Wasn't it 91 pounds or something in three days? Was could he have touched the record? You think, or if it was a four day event? What's the record again? Was it one twenty six or something? I don't he know. He would have been pushing it. I mean, he, yeah, I think he would have been pushing it too. But uh, it was pretty magical that final day to watch him catch three nine pluses back to back. I don't know if you could do that another day in a row. The four day record is Santi Cooper, right? Is this Santi Cooper? Yeah. I don't know, Bailey. Look it up. Falcon. I thought. Well, you know what? I thought Paul Alive on Falcon all those years ago. Maybe I'm. Maybe uh, I'll, I'm wrong. I'll text Ken Duke. He'll confirm it. All right, uh, for bucket C, uh, I probably spent a good 30 minutes staring at this thing, not knowing who the hell is going to pick. Um, I went with a guy that uh, seems to just always be consistent absolutely everywhere, doing anything he wants. Uh, and that's simply my reason for it, because he's like the fail-safe for fantasy fishing, and that is Brandon Lester. Yeah, good pick, good pick. What you got, Deacon? I have Trey McKinney as well, man. Oh, right. I think, yeah. uh, yeah. took second. I get it again. He'll, uh, <laughs> he took second at this, at the, at Toledo last year behind Ben Milliken. Uh, and yeah, he's just phenomenal. He's an incredible young angler. All right. Boomer. Bucket B. Bucket B. <clears throat> you guys might think it's the worst pick, but I took John Garrett. Mm. Is that the solid. It's a I solid like pick. It. I he's buddies with Cody Huff. They spent a lot of time on it, uh, and I'm riding the the rookie deal. Like I, I feel like these guys come out swinging. You always see a rookie in the top ten too. All right. Before, <laughs> <Huff> <laughs> <made it> qualified. 
Huh? I'm I'm <laughs> curious. You're, and maybe we can we should do this after everyone's picks. But I'm curious everyone's thought in bucket B with Milliken being almost at forty percent. Did that sway you in any way, and in which direction? Because I was I I, treat, I took it differently than I thought I was gonna when I saw the percentage. It definitely well, becomes that that point where you start to consider: Should I go this direction because I'm safe? I I you know what I mean? Like that sixty percent, like you defend yourself from. Right. I, no, I, totally, I actually had when we logged on. I had Ben. I pulled him. <clears throat> Maybe because I just don't want to. Because I'm looking at my lineup and I'm like, man, this is sucks. <laughs> but Ben, Ben is like he's a given, right? Like he knows that place. Okay. But I like I like the there is a pattern where the rookies and, and then generally by the third event they start to fall off. But the first couple events they're pretty tough. I mean, you can say John Garrett, though. Is he even truly like a rookie? He's fished every lake multiple times and has been mm-hmm. so close. He yeah. should have been on the Elite Series four years ago. Like, really. Yeah. Remember remember why he didn't make it? He had six fish yeah. in his live well in Arkansas. Yeah. He would have made it. So, Yeah, he's, he's not him. a rookie in my eyes, that's for yeah. sure. But it's still the, the, the amount of energy and the separation that Bass has been able to put between – uh, the opens and everything else with so many guys coming in the COVID years, uh, it is a lot harder to get into the elites than it ever used to be. You know what I mean? And so I still feel like he climbed a huge hill. Like, and I think three years in the opens is like hell on earth. Like I think that would be hard. Yeah. And I think he did five, four or five. Yeah. He was Didn't there he? for a while. Yeah. He's been bubble boy more than once. Has he not? Like he within three years one or two of qualification. Yeah, three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Like to end up in it within one or two spots of qualifying two years in a row, like statistically is nearly impossible. So that alone says something like you're incredibly talented. If you can end up in that spot twice in a row and, and, and and you're resilient. Cause I think it's absolutely, I think it's a tough lifestyle. Right. Mm -hmm. I I do. Yeah. So hundred percent. I dig it. Brennan. Well, all right. So, <laughs> well, we know where B. I did go Milliken, of course, but not because he won, because I've been in the dude's boat and I truly believe when it comes to electronics and specifically like pre spawn Texas fishing, I don't know that there's anybody better than Ben Milliken. Like when it comes to side imaging, dissecting a body of water finding you know the giant pre-spawn fish that are way further back than anybody else is even accounting for like this is the guy um i'm not saying he's gonna win it with a giant glide bait it could be a 2.8 inch kai tech i have no idea but like i i can't picture a scenario where ben misses like the top 10 caliber fish for this event i just can't picture it so i'm picking ben it's gonna hover juggle for the win Whatever it is, man, he's he's going to be around the right fish. He's not going to miss him. I think Bailey, that should be the replay of the show. Is Brennan talking just right there? That was yeah, that like was, dude, I, I've seen it yeah. firsthand. Like it's not even funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's different. It's different than anything I've ever seen. Feel that it's going to be it's going to be intriguing to watch. I can almost guarantee he's going to be on live first day one for he sure. He has to, yeah, and and like, dude, I, like foresight here. I'm not taking him 
drain the lake because I'm taking him for the classic because like I believe in the dude that much, but um I don't know. I, I just I've seen his ability firsthand on multiple occasions. Like when it comes to offshore fish pre-spawn, the dude's a wizard. He's a wizard. East Texas, especially. Yeah, yeah especially East Texas. Absolutely. Yep. He's never said the term hover stroll either. I've never heard it. So <laughs> it's at least four or five more points on the guy's resume, right? Right. Yeah. All right, Captain, what you got? Jason Christie, big fish event. You never count him out. That's he'll go Jason Christie. He's probably gonna he's gonna catch him hugger juggling, hug hover juggling a minnow. <laughs> or he's gonna catch him on a spinner bait up shallow in Cypress Street. You never know what he's gonna do. What was it? Cricket flicking? What was cricket, it? What was, cricket, what was cricket, it? Cricket. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very dirty to me. <laughs> yeah. So you just can never count them out like on a big fish event. What do you do at Lay Lake last year? Caught like the biggest bass that's probably been caught in that lake in 20 years. It was the biggest so, bass all season in the elites yeah. from freaking yeah. Lay Lake. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So he'll he figure out. Yeah. He'll figure out how to catch them giants and he'll be, I think, a contender at the end of the derby. I feel like Jason Christie is one of those like that should not have been forgotten about forward facing sonar skill sets. Like he was one of the early adapters, yeah. but people don't re- like they recognize him for his spinner baiting and his shallow water abilities. But the dude's a hammer with live hey, scope. Like he he's a whole winner beating everyone's butt in Oklahoma. Scope. Yeah, dude. And like everybody thinks he's like a spinner baiter and that's it. And it's like you got it all wrong. Yeah, he's an incredible all-around angler. For sure. Good pick. Justin, what you got? I went with another Texas hammer. Uh, I picked Lee Livesey. I Kind of like Adam was saying, I saw that 40% on Milliken, and it made me kind of want to go away from it. Uh, And I felt like Livesey's always dominant in Texas. So uh, I I feel like he might not win, but I feel like he's going to be close. I could definitely see that one, too. I mean, sure. big fish. I can't believe we haven't talked about him more. To be honest with you, like he's pretty. Yeah, odd. He'll be the. Yeah. He'll be talked about. I think at Fork. Yeah. <laughs> you think <laughs> next week on Monday? Yeah, he, he'll get brought up again. <laughs> <Don't you laughs> but but honestly, dude, like those lakes are not that far away, and East Texas is East Texas. Like a true East Texan would argue that Fork and East Texas aren't the same, but like. They're not that far away, man. And like, like everything, like, you know, stuff fishes similarly. Like the fact that he's not getting brought up more is pretty shocking, really. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah. For this one, uh, I kind of figured these popular guys would be getting picked, you know, between a Lee, a Ben. um, Surprised you didn't say Polinick, Boomer. Uh, Um, I knew you were going to say that. He's good in Texas, too. I know, and his last two finishes, I think, is a fifth and a. I think he did the open and got a thirteenth or fourteenth or something like that. Where was it? Was it Sam Rayburn? He won. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Okay. He does really well in Texas. Um, I could see him being a great pick, but I went with. We were just talking about him earlier. Has won here before, and especially when it comes to scope, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm surprised he's at one point nine. I'm going with Cody Huff. I didn't realize he was that low. Good pick. He's pretty know. low. He's kind of kind of a sleeper here, I guess. Like a, it's amongst just our the other first guys. It's just... time having all different picks. 
That is my. It might be. We got one I more guy. Yet. Yet. I have uh, Dude, that's not a sleeper. That's a mega sleeper because he's yeah. got a win here in a Toyota series that nobody's like acknowledging. But that's a mega sleeper. Percent. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree. I think Huff, uh, if they're flicking crickets, like he's gonna be <laughs> up there, right? Like <laughs> that's Love that's it. gonna be that's gonna be Huff. So this video is gonna get flagged. Oh, dude, I, that should be the next social media cutout. Um, <laughs> Cody, I mean, like to me, that's that's a no brainer for. I think their fish are gonna be a little bit further along than that. But to Brennan's point, to me on this one, that like from the beginning, I think that these Rayburn, Toledo Bend, could argue Fork, like those events when they're early in the year when everyone else is kind of like for me, right? Like I like bed fishing. I like fishing shallow. So in college, we had so many tournaments down here this time of the year. And I would go down there and go to the back of the Creek. Right. And there was fish everywhere. And there'd be a random five or six pounder. And you're like, sweet, I can catch 20 pounds back here. That's great. And then some dude would go catch like 34, right. On just those big pre-spawn females. And that's what Ben is phenomenal at is finding that group of giant females that haven't even thought about coming up yet. And to me, like, I, I didn't have Ben picked earlier today when I did my picks and I changed it, even though, you know, he's at 40%. I think I really like the idea of boomers pick with John Garrett. I think that that's a sneaky one. I think another one in the comments that was talked about was, uh, Prosnick, man. Like he's one here. If they do end up getting up shallow, like he is phenomenal with that stuff. He, I think, uh, you know, he's at one and a half percent. So, I think there's this was a tough bucket for me. Um, and I'm taking the the risk at 40% with Ben on this. But to me, it's like I just don't see what even if he struggles, like dude, he throws a Carolina rig so often to fill a limit out and catch like good fish. And in Texas, they eat the crap out of that thing. Like he's gonna catch them. I just don't yeah. know how you know. So I'm curious to see if the nerves affect anything with that, but man, he sure seems pretty dang confident rolling into just about anything. Adam, I completely agree. I think like the nerves, I, I'm curious to see that too. But I think like Ben honestly is like top 30. You know what I mean? Kind of like, right, like even if he does like, bad, like it'll yeah, be, like if he has a bad yeah. event, it's like a top 30. And to me, it's like that's that's well worth the uh, you know taking him here. You know, I think that's valid. I think we should also get to vote when this is all over the Sucky Bucket Award. Because my vote right now is Bucket B. It's the Sucky Bucket. Which one? D? B, this one. This is the worst bucket. You're right. You could almost argue. So many of these guys. At least half these guys you could arm wrestle over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, dude, look at Justin Hamner's at 0.3%. I know. They're not going to be scoping with a jerk bait in the timber. Like, that dude's one of the best out there with that. Yeah. No bad picks in this bucket. Well, what did Taku get last time they were here? Did he get second or third in one of the That was here? my pick before I switched to Ben. I think that was that was Fork, not Toledo. It was, was it yeah. Fork? Yeah, he was swimming a wacky rig. <laughs> not even kidding. He was swimming. What is that? Sorry, what does that mean? <laughs> he literally was. He was really I in a wacky rig. He was literally yeah, that's, the weighted that's rig, and he was swimming it between trees. Yeah, like he would cast out a fish and just like it's just good. <laughs> the fish probably looked at it like what the hell is that yeah, so, so he figured that out on an accident right <laughs> i don't know man it's taku he was talking about how he likes to uh 
put this blueberry stuff on his baits and he eats it while also fishing it. So like <laughs> this dude is at another level that we can't comprehend. Oh, but by the way, I don't know when this was in 2019, but he took second at Toledo Bend in an open. That's in what I saw. That's uh, what I saw. Well, what the heck, Boomer? You should have corrected me. Oh. I'm, and I've never heard him say hover stroll. So. Oh, by the way, He's- this open, everyone, was February 22nd, 20th to the 22nd in 2019. Daryl Gleason won it. Taku took second, and Logan Latusu took third. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got Logan, buddy. Let's go. Come on. That's why Bucket <laughs> B is horrific. Like, that's anybody's game, I guess. But At least it's Bucket A. options versus bad options. Dude, yeah. B was brutal. Yeah, I mean, you could argue A is just as bad as B, right? Because you can make a case for just about anyone in A and why they're going to have a shot at the top ten. So I think B was stronger, but I think A A is typically extremely strong, right? I mean, it's all the guys that. Yeah, they're uh, fishing well, or all, they. It's all the guys that are catching them really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Boomer. Let's keep this thing rolling. Bucking Patty out. saved my butt last year, but I didn't pick him. I went with Joey. I think that's a great pick. That's that's a great. I had him originally too. Same. And I almost felt bad. Like I, I don't even know Patrick Walters, but I almost texted him and apologized. But I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I right, fished Brendan. against him, but I never met him. That that is literally the exact same thing that I did. I had Patrick Walters, and I took Joey Sufuentes here. I I just feel like offshore giant pre-spawn fish like dude's good at it he's a savant i'm, I'm taking joey Fuentes. Mm-hmm. i'm with that oh, you're gonna make that three in a row i what the hell it's funny i actually yeah. i actually picked um part of my roster like two weeks ago and he was the first one i picked and i went back and forth between him and blaylock because Blaylock always shows up in these early events doing something a little bit different than everyone else and catches big ones. And I really thought about taking Stetson for like an overall safe, like top 30 pick, but it's bucket A. You, you, this is the, usually the bucket that if somebody's going to win, it probably comes from bucket A. So I was like, it's I have to here. Yeah. Yep. All right. What do you got, Justin? I went with, uh, I don't know, I'm second-guessing it now. Can't change now. <laughs> I was going with uh, with a, a scoper who uh, had some some really good tournaments last year, and uh, Koyo Fujita. Uh, He's been, I love that. I've seen a lot of people it's comment a, him, but like a, 3.8? Yeah, exactly. I'm like 3.8. I was going to catch my dice and crabs. He has 16 live scopes now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I heard he had a live scope for his marshal, so his marshal can watch what he's doing. He actually mounted a live scope in my boat for this event. Yeah, like the camera boats. He's like, oh, we need one over here. Yeah. We need one over we here. Need one for my boy Brennan. He's not even here, but we're gonna hook him up. <laughs> You're talking about that EMP earlier. He's tapped into everybody else's live scope around the lake. Yep. So you see that. Yeah. He knows when someone else sees fish, so he goes to them because he's, <laughs> he's got it built in. <laughs> I like it. What, what else on Koya? Anything else on there? No, just I don't know. It. I, I've paid attention to the trying to, um, Todd Castledine and uh, <coughs> I don't who else was on there. I think Andrew Upshaw ish got on there a bunch last year. Those guys did a 
a live show and it, it seemed like Vegeta got picked a ton and every time like it paid off for those guys. So it's like I'm gonna copy yeah. them. Yeah, I'm taking note. <laughs> no joke, yeah. With it. Uh this one, yeah, like we were talking about earlier, B was hard in regards to a lot of options. Um, this one was difficult in regards to that. I literally I, similar to the guys earlier, I went with Fuentes first, and then this morning I actually changed it. Just kind of first tournament of the year, trying to uh, throw some some darts at the board to try to get ahead somehow, um, try to get a, a lead, get away from the some of the same picks. And I'm surprised he's at 1.1, uh, but he's insane with scope, and he can do a whole mix of everything. Uh, I'm going with Luke Palmer mm. for this one. No, no stranger to Giants. Did you pick him last? A lot, and it worked out for me. He is just a safe. Like you need a top thirty, Luke Palmer, dude. He he's sneakily amazing. Like you look at Santi. What was it? A was it last year or two years ago? Like he was last right year there. Last year Shout he won. Out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he got a dub last last year, right? In one of them last year, and then what two years this? ago he was like third or fourth. Yeah, I dude, feel like he shows up in big fish events like this one. A good pick. Yeah, and he learned how to yeah. scope and catch smallmouth too. So he's mm-hmm. he's coming into he, it, man. He doesn't get a, he's not guys. He doesn't get a lot of like he he gets good press, but he doesn't get the over the top press. Do you notice that? So like laid he's back. not. Yeah, he's not. He's not a big social guy. Like I mean, he's good at all of this stuff, but it's like the phenomenon I was talking about earlier. It's like who screams loudest on the internet, you know? And he's not that guy, and so I don't think people think about him as much. But you're right. His so, record's amazing. Could you imagine? All, do, you, do any of you guys remember of was the ultimate match fishing where they put two pros in the boat and then they like switch them through the uh-huh. day? Like yeah. that'd be in a, that'd be a great pair right there, Koya with Randy and ultimate match fishing. <laughs> I wonder if I'm not going to go there. <laughs> That's incredible. All right, Deacon, who you got? Man, I cannot believe. No. Has anyone picked Patty yet? I thought you were taking Jay Lee, buddy. All right, good. You're taking Patrick Walters. I've got, I've got Patrick Walters. I can't. Yeah, Jay Lee. I mean, at sixteen percent, I think that's he's going to be on live day one, right? Like for sure, probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, Patrick Walters. Like, how can you bet against him? He's been so close to AOI so many times. He's blowing the door off of fork and catching big ones scoping with a jerk bait. Um, so he is, he is certainly my, my bucket a pick I'm with it. All right. Well, that wraps up fantasy fishing. Um, any other takeaways around the room here of the event? I feel like we went pretty in depth with all those buckets for almost an hour and a half into this thing. Will there be a century belt? No. I think it's going to be close, but I, I think, think it's, it's going to be close, man. I think we're going to be within seven or eight pounds of it for sure, which I know it doesn't sound that close, but that's pretty close. I think you're going to be closer than that. You think so? I think, okay. I think we're going to be within five to six pounds of it. I should say that. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I mean, I w- if there was one though, I would not be surprised is where I'm trying to get at. Like, I just don't. I don't know. I got a feeling like this one's going to be like a low 90s. I guess we can just go around the horn here. I'm at a high throw 90s. Out yeah. throw, out your, throw out the weight. Yeah. I got, I got 98. 98.7 is where I'm at. What'd you got? 
92.8. I had 92.14. So we're like, we're right. In, and I'm going to split you guys. I'm at 92.10. <laughs> Brandon, what do you got? 95.6. Boomer. I'm the highest one. I got 97 flat. Nice. Oh, I had, had 98.7. Oh, you got 98. Boomer can't count. Always oh, trying to outdo me. <laughs> take your pick and outdo you. You know, you can change this pick as soon as you hear you say 97. Like, no, I'm gonna what you, what you know what? I'm 100, 104, 104 right here. <laughs> uh, what was your pick again? Yeah, let me just well, here. 105, 105, 105. <laughs> Turns into an auction. Yeah, uh, so awesome. All right, let's uh quickly go around because obviously we're doing drain the lake too. Um, I guess uh, we should have done this at the beginning. I totally forgot to mention this, but. Um, the fantasy fishing trophy you guys remember from last year is actually in a box right now. My wife uh, put in there for a boomer. It's on the way to you. Um, and has everybody gotten their their uh, drain the lake baits to Deacon yet? I know yeah. I literally delivered it. Dude, time. Deacon, <laughs> tell him I sent mine. Oh, Deacon? They sit, they sit in, a, in a case up here. Oh, look at those, those beauties. Those bad boys. Those Two bad. OG warts, one custom painted. I legit have them back. sitting in the next room over. I just keep forgetting to take them to the post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ailey, those baits you sent me are sweet. I, I already forgot sweet what I said, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I don't have them in here, but. Some, I just found some, some wild JDM stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some of these, I don't know what I'm going to do with some of it. I'm like, I don't, oh, do I put this on a, I don't know, but like, <laughs> we're going to figure it out. We're going to throw it out there. <laughs> I dig it. So if you guys are, are wondering if you're, if you uh, are first to our fantasy fishing show, this is your first year, uh, at least tuning in uh, on drain the lake. We do the winner of drain lake at the end of the year gets uh baits and or a bait up to $50. Um, so you can either get one bait up to $50 or, uh, but we all send them to the winner. So um, if you're looking for the baits, drain, drain the lake is the, is the game to win. But fantasy fishing, that nice big trophy that John King from Drunkwood made uh, that said fantasy champ that is on its way to Boomer that I'm sure he's going to flaunt for us once it uh, when it comes to this doorstep. I can't wait. And uh, Deacon, your stuff's on the way, but they keep rejecting it because it's not in hazmat packaging. So I got it fixed. There's so <laughs> much rust on it that they physically can't do anything just, with it because they're so yeah, yeah. when it got in the it's, mail they literally thought it was shrapnel and was just going to be a bomb because it's just lead and hooks everywhere but it's we're definitely getting this video flag now because you just said yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> they won't they're not going to put that box on a plane i'm telling you that right now <laughs> it's just straight up 50 pounds of rusted hooks the fbi is going to show up to boomer's front door because of this video <laughs> is that a real perch I'll send this one right here. What, oh, flag? nice. It's a flag, buddy. Is that a Nessie? No, it's a flag. I'm just That's kidding. a real flag. That thing's sweet. 55 bucks. That'd be good up north. Especially. <laughs> Are you saying you're already going to lose it'll, during the lakes? That's your, it will have, it, no, no, yeah. It'll have no paint on it if you get the – if I still have it. If I still have it, it might, I might lose it easily to a pike. Right, that is absolutely pipe candy. Yeah. And if I still have it, it will have no paint left on it. But I'll send it to you, whoever wins. <laughs> I love Dig it. it. All right, let's uh, let's go around the horn here and give our drain the lake picks. Uh, Deacon, you got them up and ready to go? I do. You ready? Let them rip. Uh, a lot of the similar. My biggest takeaway from last year, by the way, guys, because I won drain the lake, was I need to start taking my drain the lake picks first and then 
rolling that over to fantasy because <laughs> when when it's like this guy's going to be gone for whatever reason, I did way better at it. But uh, I've got Ben Milliken, Keith Combs, Ray Hanselman. Did anyone pick Ray Hanselman? Oh yeah, we had a couple pick. Okay, uh, Trey McKinney, John Sokup, uh, Kenta Kamura, Derek Hudnall, and John Garrett as my drain the lake picks. Yeah, yeah. Justin. I got Caleb Sumrall, Clark Wendlet, Ben Milliken, Keith Combs, Eric Hudnall, Greg Hackney, Logan Latuso, and Ray Hanselman. Uh, I got uh, Stetson Blaylock, Safuentes, Keith Combs. Also have John Garrett in there. Cody Huff, Milliken, Matt Robertson, and Bryant Smith. Bryant. Yes. Nice. Right. <clears throat> Do you want me to go next? Or? You, are, you are in line, yes. Sorry. I got Huff, uh, Rivette, Sukup, Swindle, Taley, Wenlit, Blaylock, and Hudnall. Mm-hmm. Uber? Got McKinney, Sukup, Wenlit, Zaldane, Milliken, Livesay, Hanselman, and Drew Cook. All right, Brennan, round us out. All right, I'm going to win, by the way. Logan Latusco, <laughs> Eric Hudnall, Ray Hanselman, Kenta Kamura, Joey Sifuentes third. Wesley Gore, Pat Schlopper, Patrick Walters. I dig it. Stacked. You Pat bet. bailed me out twice last year. Pat my, Schlopper? He did. Yeah. Dude, he's another one of those sneaky big fish pre-spawn gurus, especially mm-hmm. in Texas. Watch out. Nobody thinks about it. him because he doesn't do social media. I'm telling nope. you. And, and he's a big glide baiter too. Not saying mm-hmm. that's going to be the case here, but like, the dude's totally familiar with it. All right, Wisconsin think, boy, watch out! Yeah. Isn't he known for his uh, his kung fu or karate or something he does on stage? I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what he's known for necessarily on stage, but the dudes uh, the the dudes good down south. I mean, it, it literally seems like every pre spawn event, like he smashes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's like he he does amazing right off the bat, and then he just like maintains throughout the year. But he always starts off strong. So. Yeah. I'm with it. All right, fellas. We have two things left for the night, and that is our angler of the year and rookie of the year picks. So I guess real quick, uh, go around the horn here, same order, rookie of the year, and we'll end with angler of the year. But uh, Deacon, who you got? Rookie of the year first? Yes, rookie of the year. Then. Yeah. Yep. Man, you know – between these the two that I have in mind here, I can't believe we haven't brought up at all. Uh, is it Jordan Thompson, the guy who won AOI for the Opens last year? Tompkins. Tompkins. There we go. Tompkins. Uh, J- that's JT, isn't it? Yeah, JT yeah, Tompkins. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, smoked him, right? Like, he absolutely crushed the Opens last year, like, not even close uh, in a super competitive field. So I thought that was interesting. That wasn't brought up at all in this, but I'm going Trey McKinney, man. As far as an AOI for the uh, uh, rookie angler of the year, ROI rather, I think uh, I think Trey is is a phenomenal angler. He took second, I think, in the Opens AOI EQs last year, so I could see him uh, getting after it and and getting it done for the rookie class. I see it, yeah. What you got? I went with uh, Kyle Patrick. Yeah, hometown boy. All right. Other, uh, yeah, and. Uh... Well, both of our hometowns, technically, because he's Virginia slash New York. <laughs> this old guy, and uh, I think he can take that magic room and do some damage. The live scope. 
Yeah, I can see that. It, it's cool to see the growth of Kyle Patrick over the last like four or five years. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Uh, I'm going John Garrett, and I don't think it's going to be close. Dude, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, cheater. I'm, I'm torn between John <laughs> Garrett and Trey, and I'm leaning. And what I was thinking about earlier, I was more on the John Garrett train, so I'm going John Garrett just because of the overall experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Gotcha. Brandon? Uh, I was torn between John Garrett or Milliken, and I have to go Milliken, of course. Um, John Garrett's phenomenal, obviously has ass loads of experience. I'm going to go Milliken, though, ultimately. Um, yeah. yeah, John Garrett's phenomenal, though. Milliken definitely wins best boat rap of the year. I think so. I haven't seen his boat rap. Yeah, oh, throw it up. Throw it up. Is it good? Did he just do the area code? Well, he did. I think he did that and then uh, has his logo. Is that what the 402 is? Yeah. yeah it's Nebraska. 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 Oh, my God. Wow, way to pay attention, Boomer. Then he has uh, Talladega Knights, uh, Talladega Knights a logo. The Puma or the Puma, the Cougar. The me, the Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> the Cougar. Yes. Got a Cougar in the car. I thought I was hoping it was something deeper. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't watch. Oh, just look at it. It's cool. Well, I'm looking just at that. Look at it, but I'm not like try. I don't watch the Milliken videos. So when it's I saw okay, cartoon, Boomer. Just look at it. Look. I'm looking. Would <laughs> you here. just look at it? There was who was it? Was it Julius Andy that we had on with uh, Jake Maddox that said uh, we were talking about title sponsors and he's like, he goes, yeah, I think I just want a Marlboro Reds title sponsor boat wrap. That would be legendary. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> Camel, camel, camel. Yeah, the old school camel packs are legit in like the nineties. My dad was a big uh, camel smoker, and I just remember. I'm like, no wonder why all these young kids smoke. Like the the cigarette packs are attractive just to look at. So yeah. it was hilarious. I'm like, that'd be that'd be a sweet boat wrap. It was pretty good. Uh, right. So I'm John Garrett too for rookie of the year. He's nice. got the Suentes deal where he's. Got all the background. He's not the really a rookie, but he is, but he's yeah. not. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Which I think it's also safe to say that experience uh, is less needed in today's world than it ever has been. It is ridiculous how young the dominant uh, anglers are right now in everything. But I mean, look at the Toyota series, the opens, everything. It's just like, man. Kids have never been in these places, and they're they're absolutely crushing. So, well, that's one thing I forgot to mention earlier too that I was thinking about today when I was making my picks was you could go like and pick a Keith Combs that has won so many times on Rayburn and you know done so well in Texas. Then you look at how the world of pro fishing on these lakes is changing so fast with technology. They are like some of it doesn't even like yeah if you want it deep cranking or shallow cranking you're doing this and that. Like things, times have changed. Like it might not even be a factor anymore. He might do well, but like when, you're, when we're talking about guys that might win, like the times yeah. are different now. You might want to pick a guy that, if it's going to be a scoping deal, that just is so good and efficient with it. It's Nothing like a, has changed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. I feel like I feel like too. Like two months just became two weeks too, and like breaking down water and how far fish could be ahead or behind what we truly think they were like with forward facing sonar, like it kind of breaks down all those misnomers and like, it's kind of a free for all, man. 
yeah, it's opened up so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. All right. Angler of the year. Deacon, what do you got? Dude, I got Palmer all day long. That guy. Uh... So you had last year. Did I? How do you remember yeah. that? I don't know. I don't remember much. He probably wrote it down. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Deacon wrote down this. I'm going to make sure he knows that I had that pick first. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going with Palmer. And the guy's, the guy's an absolute hammer. And I'm surprised he hasn't won anger of the year yet because he's just so dang consistent. Uh-huh. What you got, Justin? I went with another Kyle. I think Welter's going to go back to back. I like that. Damn. I'm putting it out. I think he's running in, I want to say, I'm going on a limb here. I think he's running in Altrex this year, too. So I think he doesn't have to worry about motor breakdowns, the motor guide. Mm. I did not know. Is that, that what that was? Yeah, he was got, he's got the, I think so. I think it was the Pro Tour or whatever it's called. Yeah. The one that, uh, was it Taku? Had yeah. one, like an extra one every single tournament or something like that. <laughs> Heard some crazy stories. Those things going haywire when you have them, whatever their spot locked is called. That, but, so that's the one that cost him the uh, season finale, winning that tournament, having a chance yeah. to win it. I don't know for sure if it was that, but that I just was trying to make a joke that turned, I guess, into a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. I'm what on his boat? Changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you're saying, Boomer? What on his boat changed? You'll know what it caused. You know what caused it, right? Right, yeah. Look, he's got a Yamaha. <laughs> when he started with the Mercury, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, uh, you know, you'll know it down. Yeah. AOI, Deacon's talking about somebody that uh, I'm surprised hasn't won it yet. Uh, that's kind of aligned with my pick, and that's Patrick Walters. Uh, mm. I hate going last. <laughs> what happens when you win, Boomer? <laughs> Damn you. What you got, Andy? You freaking took my pick. So you can. Uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on Patty Walters. I think he is due for an AOI. My second choice was Luke. I, I Luke has been Luke fishing incredible. Pick, Luke Palmer. Um my third pick. Oh you know what? I think the schedule kind of sets up pretty good for a Brandon Cobb as well. Mm. So that could be a good third pick, would be a Brandon Cobb. He was close Very cool. last year, so yeah, and they got Murray back. In the sk- they're not yeah. going to Santee again, are they? No, but they're going no. to Fork, which he's won at Fork as well. True. Very true. I heard yeah. a really good argument uh, amongst people's at the highest level. I don't mention any names. That one less uh, Smalley tournament last year and Cobb would have been a shoe-in. Shoe-in? Huh? Shoe-in. He would have been the man. He would have been AOI. Oh. One less Smalley derby. Just one less. Yeah. He was kind of kicking there for a while. It was like top ten, top ten, top ten. Uh, he, yeah, it was a great run. Oh, and a freaking wacky rig. Yeah, caught the crap out of him at the season finale, and still, I, I don't, I don't remember what his weights were. Yeah, I think he was twenty second or something like that in that event. But I mean, if you look at the what he actually caught, insane weight for like yeah. anywhere. Right. right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Brennan, you got. You know what? I thought of a lot of the same picks you guys did, but I'm going to go Joey Sifuentes for AOI. Love it. Wow. St. Clair, first place. Uh, Bugs Island Open, sixth place last year. 
Kissimmee second place last year. I mean, like the dude was on fire. He was on a tear. He was super close in the end. Um, I don't know. To me, to me, it was either Patrick Walters <clears throat> or Joey Sapuentes, and I, I think Joey edged him out. Go Joey Sapuentes. I'm with it. All right, Boomer. And us. I would. I, I'm going to take Walters, but I'll tell you this: if Walters didn't fish the MPFL this year, I would have taken Sapuentes. Yeah. Makes I feel like Wal- I feel like Walters' edge is the fact that all he does is fish. He doesn't have any kids. I think he's got one on the way, but. He's got the baby but, factor. Yeah, he, he's not have that. But oh, then he's going to take one on the way. I think doesn't what? he? I think they have one on the way. I don't know, but Walters, yeah, they do. <coughs> yeah, it, he right. what, he signed back up for the NPFL. Man, the guy is pure fishing. Like he's just he's gonna he's gonna go from one to the other. All gas. Mm, what does it say? All gas, no brakes, or something like that. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. Yeah, we call that the Deacon. <laughs> the Sheikah. All gas, no brakes, maybe. Even when you're on the highway in fantasy fishing. We for real need to find something that we can call the Sheikah to be handed out to whoever finishes last at the end of the year to pass around so- like you did the, the trophy. I don't know. It sounds what like, like a great like metal. It. Hey, if it's, if it's been anything like our show in recent years, it could just be a pack of Trocar hooks. <laughs> Ooh, I know Andy, Ru- Andy ruined Trocar last year. <laughs> Andy buried so Trocar. You know, you know I, I wonder what hook Scott Martin was using because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like he lost too many fish. Okay, I, He never once. I, I watched that final day pretty uh vividly or like intensely and he yeah. never mentioned trocar he always does and i was like this is interesting something has changed <laughs> light bulb hey, he's, yeah, he's, he's, making he's using loose he's using loose rods and reels right like so, yeah, so <laughs> changing it all up we'll have to figure out something though for i, I like the idea because john king asked, asked earlier in the show in the comments if we're going to do like a punishment or something like that <laughs> And I feel like while that'd be fun, a trophy that you have to post with as the loser of fantasy fishing would be even funnier. <laughs> I have been awarded the Sheikin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Buddha trophy just sitting in your hand. I think it should just be honestly, we just find it like a like an old ten dollar bowling trophy and just like print out Deacon's face with a wig. <laughs> even Sheikin. though like yeah, it's derogatory to the loser. <laughs> my face. Like, <laughs> does it does it like put like a Ben Franklin wig on Deacons? <laughs> It'd be even better too if you want it to. So you gotta see your face. <laughs> you have to like keep it right in front of you while you're recording. Uh, I love the word she the word she can sounds like a material in a prophylactic though or you know what I mean like in a rubber you know yeah I'm not it's the biggest the fan material of <laughs> I mean, we could call it call it Sarah Deacon if you want you know? and she can just sounds fun like, like the she can rubber just is so much better <laughs> see that's a guess I'm strands of she can on that jig <laughs> uh, hey all right sorry. new thing the serious angler is going to come out with a new jig it's going to be called the Sheikin jig, and it's going to be a new style of rubber that no one has ever seen. Yeah. It's going to be the worst jig with trocar hooks. <laughs> and it's not going to catch it. It's not going to catch it. 
It'd be so good. It scares every bass away. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It catches no fish. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled and report uh, maybe in the next episode if we can figure something out trophy wise. I'm I'm tempted now. I'm on the the hunt for the the Sheik and trophy for next year. What if someone has to wear some ridiculous hat? I think that's what it should be. If you lose oh. this season, you have to wear a hat for the rest of the next season of fantasy fishing. My oh. brother got me a hat for Christmas that's like rainbow colored, and it said uh, I was a happy accident because I was actually an accident. So maybe we just pass that hat around. That's a bad one. <laughs> You know what we should just do? I mean, this would be kind of a, a little bit ridiculous, but we should every, well, the problem is the elite series is so back to back. I was going to say, we should have something like that, that we put in the mail. Like if you lose fantasy this week, you have to wear it for the next show. But like, I think That's we're right. going to run out of time. Oh, that could be arranged, dude. That could easily that be, could arranged. be arranged. You just yeah. have to be committed to like getting your ass to the post office. Like uh-huh. an OG dunce hat. Like what are, what are yeah. we talking here? <laughs> Yeah. By the fourth or fifth event, it'll come out of a box. I'll be down. <laughs> I love it though, man. I think that's a great idea. All right. Let's let's all do it. There should be a punishment. You, I mean, there you should, should be suffer a, the, for sucking. You should. Yes. Just okay. like in life. The Sheikin trophy at the end of the year for the grand loser, and then a hat that we send each week <laughs> for whoever loses the week. What about yeah? I, I think we should have a dunce hat, like something to represent like you sucked this week. Right? Yeah. There should be a dunce hat. Like there should be a dunce hat. Like a but, but that guy, that guy gets to go last in the picks, though. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that way, that way, Sarah is less inclined to steal the picks. We got uh, classic. She can sound like a Chinese STD. Yeah, this has been my whole, whole terminology of she. This whole time, I was thinking like, this can't be good. Like, we're gonna come up with some trophy that is not, not show on live. Like, that's that's gonna be our issue. That's right. Oh, can show that one. All right, we're gonna figure out my she can award of the year. I am the grand sheik. <laughs> Sheik master. Oh, yeah. the, sheik master. <laughs> the grand sheik master. I like it. Uh, All right, we'll fi- we'll figure something out and report back, but I will I'll I'll pitch it out to people that are either watching or listening. If you have ideas, shoot us an email, DM us on social, like we could use any inspiration you guys got. But fellas, great first show to kick off the year. Uh fun as always and uh we'll be back next Monday. Because well, those back-to-back weeks to kick off the year for the Elite Series season uh, for Lake Fork, so that's going to be interesting. And uh, Justin, I'm starting to see my breath here, so I think we're uh, going to wrap this thing up. We're doing this show outside, but uh, guys, anything else to add before we wrap this sucker up? No, I I look forward to the exciting year that we have coming, and I hope that there's. Five percent less forward facing and some epic like topwater blowups or jig fish catches that are where the rod sings a little bit. So, yeah, here's the hoping. You're so hoping. <laughs> Anything else, guys? All good. All right, well, folks. Appreciate you guys as always. Uh, if you're on MP3, please leave a rating and review, and we'll see you guys actually tomorrow night. We're going live. Here on Serious Angler Network YouTube channel and Facebook page with uh, our pal, the fisheries biologist, Mr. Stephen Barden. Uh, so make sure you guys come tune in tomorrow night. If not, this uh, week from tonight, 
Um, next Monday night, we'll be back for a little recap of Toledo Bend and then the uh, preview for Lake Fork. See y'all then. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Searsanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.